When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Justin Hustle. This is the KNS show. And Jared wanted me to tell you who we are, but it's an existential question. I don't know who any of us are or where any of us are. Tune in today. good everybody we are back it is your boy gerard and your girl gabby episode 114 gabby of the newly uh renamed k and s show yeah new name but same air horn (laughs) exactly (laughs) new name same air horn all right folks just for some um you know, letting you behind the curtains here as we grow as a pod, as an as podcast and a show. This is already episode one fourteen. Thank you all for rocking with us. We're so happy to be part of the Counting Things family with all our friends out there. You know, there are opportunities out there for us to do different things, and you know, we have to, you know, align ourselves with more uh, friendly language. If that's if, in the title, not so much necessarily the the. The show, although we don't really curse on the on the episode, not that I, not that I think about it. I'm like, it's the motherfucking remix. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but you know, when people are looking for brands to do different things, they're like, hey, you know, we have to have shit in the title. And I'm like, well, I mean, so anyway, KNS, which you guys know us and love us, that's who we are. That's who we're here. But be happy for your for your people. We're out here making moves, so we appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Um, so that's what's going on with us. Gabby, judging by the background, that means you are in your apartment streets on the East Coast. How are you? I got to get back to this virtual background, Jay. You know, like, I don't want people knowing my secrets or I'll have like a rollout of my sneaker closet printed. So wherever I am in the country, in the world, mm. nobody knows, you know? We, we we had some challenges uh, last week, guys. I know you missed our, our faces on video. Your boy definitely screwed up on the uh, on on the settings. It was just like it, it, this is what happens when a lot of traveling happens, and all it was just things just get crazy. But we're we're, we're back to normal now. We got our videos going. Everybody's here. Anyway, um, 
We talked about holiday releases last uh, last episode. You know, we're 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 you at the midpoint of October, right? Where yes. I mean, Halloween's going to be here in two weeks, give or take, right? Just about. So we're at NHL hockey started uh, earlier this week. So I know you were excited about that. Uh, shout out to the Rangers winning their first game. That's right. Um, you know, and then NBA starts next week. So by the time you guys hear this, that actually when you guys hear this episode, it will be opening night of the NBA. Um, so yeah, we're it's it's exciting. Things are happening. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm living. I'm feeling. I'm doing. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that you know it's my favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. My favorite month of the year, usually, especially from a sports perspective, is October. Got my nails did to match my two teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, three teams because you can add Giants. This is also Giants blue. It's Knicks oh, blue. Oh wait, so 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 are, are Rangers blue? Are, are, are we are we excited now that the Giants are four and one? Or are you like, all right, this is some fool's goal. We ain't, this team ain't that good. We're not talking about the Jets, Jay. I feel like the Giants. Have, you know what I mean? Like our biggest Achilles heel was. Figuring out the last two minutes of the game for how many years now? What, like 10 seasons? Mm-hmm. No matter how good we are, I feel like that last two minutes is what really has determined who we are. And so watching the game against the Packers in London this last week, it was really beautiful to see the second half when the Giants came alive. Maybe they were a little jet-lagged in the first half, but that's okay. You know, I think mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of promising things. You know, it's funny. I tweeted something this past week about how I was really excited that both New York teams, New York football teams won. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you the responses I got. You can't like two New York teams. You can't like this. And here's my thing. You know the shirts that say New York versus everybody? Mm-hmm. Correct. That's where I'm at, except for the Islanders. Um, that's where <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't really fuck with that. But at the end of the day, I would rather a team from my city be in there than like that's Boston. That's fair. Reserve, maybe Philly, you know, as in that, those <laughs> <Sure>. Cowboys. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm going to keep it honest. I love my city. And so even if it's not my team, I'd rather still have it be a team from my market. Yeah. Um, I have other teams that I like around the country for different reasons. You know, um, I'm going to see the Bears and Cowboys in a couple you are? weeks. Duh, Bears. Uh, Wait, do, do we decide, are you going to dress up as Dicka? Is that- I 100% am going to dress up as Dicka. I'm like one of those girls that's like, most girls on Halloween and then other girls on <laughs> Halloween. That's going to be me. Shout out shout I'm, out to me, girls. Mm-hmm. My mustache has been ordered. You know, I already got the sweater on the way. I got my khakis ready. Dusted off from my game off days. It's going to be a vibe, especially because the game is in Texas. So, you know. Mm, definitely going to be a vibe. Um, you know, speak up airs. <laughs> Speaking of sport, you know, uh, Mets fans, unfortunately, a little sad. You know, rough way to end, uh, end the season. You know, it's funny because you know me. I'm always like, guys, you know, you don't have to do this with your sports, right? Like, you don't have to, like, you know, deal with this, like, heartache all the time. And growing up a Mets fan, like, I understood that. But, you know, I I quit fandom of certain teams because I'm like, I don't need this aggravation in my life. But, Gabby, they pulled me back in this season. I was like, oh, man, 101 wins in the division, you know, leading it for almost 300 days. I'm like, this is it. And then your two best pitchers. In the five most important games of the season, could only win once. One time. Mets, Mets gonna Mets, you know what I mean? I, and like, it, it, it was it was really tough to watch. I know I say that in jest, but like, there was so much promise this season. I think even if you weren't a Mets fan, you were still pulling for the Mets because it was great mm-hmm. to watch. It was great baseball. It was like this Cinderella season. And then... You know, and 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 really, it, 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 and then really, if you watched them this year, 
they were playing bad baseball for the last month mm-hmm. of the season, right? Like, and so that, and that and baseball is a kind of sport where that stuff just carries over, right? Like, you know, runners in scoring position, they must have hit like 0.098, right? Like just unable to drive in runs. And again, the big aces, the big arms, and Scherzer and DeGrom not being able to get, you know, wins when they need it. So, you know, that's the, that's the thing about being a fan. Anyway, um, you know, we, we, we are where we are with, it, with, with all that stuff. Um, you know, I was looking at some sneaker news, and this is something we've heard from Nike before. Um, and I know there's been some chatter about this online, but they put out a little statement or whatever saying there are going to be penalties to resellers and this, that, and the third. And Gabby's already rolling her eyes, like, because I feel like we've heard Nike say this before. Um, yet I don't think there's a way that they've really been able to slow down or stop resellers. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of just like, meh, I'll believe it when I see it. I am really into the whole idea of maybe shutting down some of the bots. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. This is people's livelihood, right? Resale. Mm-hmm. We've had resellers on the show. It is an integral part of the sneaker no doubt ecosystem at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like Nike was like, don't be fooled by the bots that I got. <laughs> and I don't know how much it's going to impact things. Like you can say a lot of things. Like I could be like, I am a French model named Gabrielle, but like that ain't true. You know what I mean? I'm Gabby from the block in Jersey. So I'm a it, French model named Gabby. You know, I'm like, blue, 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 you know, that's my, that's my French. I, don't that's sure. French, so. I was going to say, uh, you do Bonjour. not parler français. Croissant, you know? <laughs> no, no. Tennis. But uh, oh, I think it, it'll be interesting to see. Thank you for that. Um, that means shit, you guys. Um, but I, it, it'll be interesting to see how this actually comes to action, right? And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk, This, which is why people are going nuts, sharing the memes, the graphics, everything that's been going around on Instagram and Twitter. But I am curious to see how it's going to impact things. And I will say, you know, I tend to speak in absolutes. Jay, we were talking about this before we started the show, <laughs> that I never win on Sneakers app. Untrue. Untrue. I rarely win is a better phrase, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. In the light of what was going on, all the news, your girl took a W. So See? I know there this is go. not a hype pair and this is a women's launch that I've been watching for a while. You know, I love an Air Max one, but maybe just maybe the tides, they are changing a little bit and gives people a chance to have an option to buy at retail. And like yeah. I said, I'm still going to shop resale, especially if it's something I want. Like that's mm-hmm. not going away. Of course, of course. People, I hope, know that when they see all the stuff that's going on mm-hmm. on social, right? Resale, again, is an integral part of sneaker culture today. No doubt. But I'm curious to see how Nike uh, tends to block some of the yeah the shenanigans that are happening. And I want to be clear, right? When I say Nike cracking on resellers, like, right? It's specifically aimed at, like, the bots, right? That are that are buying up, you know, 25, 30 pairs of, of, of sneakers. And again, I'm, I'm not, you know, resellers who actually this is their business and, like, Although people with bots can claim, well, this is my business too. But the people who actually are in this to, to be in it and aren't just gouging straight capitalism and doing 10x, 15x, I I would like to see something being done about that piece of it, right? Um, because that is where you have the issues. And maybe it might increase some opportunities for everybody else to get their hands on some exclusive pairs. I'm going to sound like an old lady by saying this, but you know what it kind of reminds me of? Remember like back in the day with like Napster and LimeWire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were like, if you downloaded a pirated song or like a copyrighted right. song, they were coming for you and everyone yeah. knew someone who knew someone that right. Napster came after. Like, I want to know if this is going to be that next generation yeah, yeah. of that because yeah. I think here's the thing, right? Like, sure. 
these are people's livelihoods and businesses hundred percent. I think, you know, bots are what they are and you're right. People can make the arguments as they do. Mm -hmm. But I also think that the pendulum is starting to swing back the other way when it comes to sneakers and sneaker yeah. resale. Like I'm getting alerts every other day about things that are at retail prices on resale sites. Mm -hmm. So I know I I'm intrigued to see how that's going to be a piece of it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wonder if Nike's doing it in part to control where their inventory is going, right? Like versus yeah, no doubt. some of the secondary stores and markets where some of the inventory is getting shipped to, like now that distribution issues and hopefully some of the supply chain issues are like a little bit more regulated now that yep. we're far enough out, like getting hand, getting sneakers into the hands of the people who are trying to get them, I think should be the priority. So I'm, I'm in line with all the things that Nike's saying. Yeah. And we will see again, it's, it's like, we, we've heard talk before. Right. We will see what the actions actually dictate. Right. So we'll see as this rolls out what it looks like three months, six months, nine months, a year from now. If it's the same old thing every Saturday morning on Sneakers app, then we know, all right, this is just BS and nothing's changing. Anyway, folks, stay tuned because coming up next, we have a special guest, uh, creative director, somebody that's into sneakers. Looking forward to this conversation. So everybody stay tuned. Gabby, we are back and we're not alone. We are joined by a creative director, a photographer. Now, your Instagram handle says <laughs> Justin Hustle. Now, listen, if Hustle is in fact your last name, your government name, we'll roll with that. Um, if you don't want to say your government name, that's fine too. Justin Hustle, how are you? Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Jared, thank you. Uh, what a tremendous introduction. Uh, I'm glad we didn't use the word entrepreneur or multi-hyphenate in there or any other technically i've creatively gone by justin hustle now longer than i've gone by my government name and i okay. get checks made out to it so there we, we go just keep that popping so justin hustle is what it is that's that's it no no further questions asked <laughs> well thank you for joining us uh you know we we heard uh off air that you know yeah a little bit of a tight timeline getting here <laughs> but you but you made it you were you, you signed in a minute early no problems uh everything good in the household <laughs> everybody happy <laughs> Happy life, happy wife. Uh, you know, it's listen. That's the. That's, I hear that works. <laughs> you know, it's a good. It's a good balance. As long as Sarah's happy in the other room and nothing gets thrown at me during this, we're doing great. We're we're doing great. Um, well, Justin, seriously, thank you for for joining us. And um, you know, I kind of want to start here. Oftentimes, when we have guests, you know, their jobs and what they do sound super interesting and cool to our listeners, and of course, it is. And everybody sees. You know, if they scroll through perhaps maybe your Instagram grid, they're like, oh, man, this guy's living the life. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, I always tell people, I, I always tell people, I'm like, well, we know that Instagram is everyone's highlight reel, right? Like, we don't put the hours of like, oh, I'm going to be five hours late to this thing. Oh, crap. I've been up till three, since 3 a.m. working on whatever. But talk to me about how you got started in creative, the creative process and photography. Where did this all begin? Wow. Okay. So the origin story. All right. mm -hmm. I actually started taking photos at like seven years old because my grandpa was a professional photographer in the military. And then he worked with a bunch of like prominent things in Ohio, basically. And so at a young age, I was always around him taking photos, whether I was in them or he was showing me how to do it. And I'm old, so this is film photography. This isn't digital <laughs> cameras. You, you're in uh, a dark room and everything? <laughs> yeah, uh, he didn't have a dark room, but I have developed my own 
and I know how to do that. It's not great. But, uh, I mean, some people love it. It's not for me. I need someone else to develop my film in case anything happens. I need to blame somebody else. But uh, so I grew up watching my grandpa take photos for other people, and I was always interested in it. And I have like a BMX and skate background. So like I was always out just doing stupid stuff, taking photos, eventually taking video of my friends, doing all kinds of stuff had friends in bands and, you know, was just like basically trying to figure out what I was trying to do with this somewhat skill set that I was developing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I took photography like eight times when I was in high school as an elective, they kept having to add it like as like an independent study because you could really only take it twice, but I wasn't interested in taking other things. And so thankfully I went to a school that was able to like nurture that for me. And then when I went away to college, like my main focus was there was no film program at the school I went to. So I took English and I was taking all the film and photography electives. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I got accepted into a film school in California. I moved to L.A. without thinking about what I was actually doing. <laughs> went to film school in L.A. And then immediately was working with the Universal Music Group on like music videos and stuff. So. That happened for a while. I moved back to Ohio and stopped taking photos for a long time. I was mm. like burnt out, didn't yeah. really have like any direction towards what I wanted to do or anything. And mm -hmm. a friend of mine started a clothing store here. And because I do graphic design and stuff and I was making websites and he that's three people's jobs and he couldn't pay three people to do it. I was like, oh, cool. I can do all of this. And mm -hmm. that's sort of what got me back into photography and graphic design. That's awesome, man. So let's 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 go back to, you know, high school and the eight times you took film uh, or photography as an elective. Um, okay. No, no, no. But it, it makes sense because so at, even at that age as a teenager, you knew what you liked and what you didn't like. Right. And I think, you know, for people, what's really important as much as it's it's as important as it is to know what you like, it's important to know what you don't like. Right. Um, and clearly you were like, no, I'm not doing this whole math and science thing No. <laughs> not really into it's that funny that you say that because like <laughs> so i was in honors english and all that kind of stuff and i took the required one math class took the required one science class took you know spanish took like other mm -hmm. classes that were interesting i took wood shop and photography every semester from ninth grade until i graduated high school that's amazing though to have a place that like really lets yeah. you be creative and cultivate that i think more schools should offer that. I was always getting in trouble though. And they basically were like, whatever is going to keep this kid from burning the school down or right. getting Put, fights yeah, every day. Send him there. Like, they were calling my parents into school. My dad would show up and the principal was literally like, he's going to work at a gas station. Like just, he should drop out now. Like these were the kinds of like encouragements I was getting yeah, terrible. on that side of things. Wow. And then my photography teacher was going in and basically going, yeah, he said he wants to take it again. Let him take it again. And yeah. Like I was winning like awards and right. stuff. And right. The principal is saying, go work at the BP down the street. And, you know, Justin, as just as a side tangent, and Gabby, you can jump in on this too. The, the current system and setup for public school education for children is so poor. Um, really. And it's, it doesn't allow. My wife and, is throwing a book up in the air that she's <laughs> reading about it right now. <laughs> It, it doesn't give the opportunity for kids who don't want to do those things, other things, right? Think about it. When public school was created, the way that it goes back to the way the rows are set up and everything, right? You get 30 kids in a class. The system was set up because of the 30 kids, 
24 would go into some kind of manual labor, farming, da, da, whatever, right? You'd have like one doctor in the class, one, right? It's very, but like there's so, there are millions of job possibilities now. Yet the model that we use to teach kids still use that same old 24 of you are going to be. Meanwhile, there can't be 24 fucking farmers. That's not a thing. So this book my wife is showing me is called The End of Average, and it's literally about what you're talking about. And so for me, I actually, a couple of years ago, I taught photography at a charter school as like a reward to students that showed interest in photography that were like better behaved. And this was a school for, you know, kids from like really bad situations, like underprivileged mm -hmm. or like non-existent parents. Some might've even been in foster care. And like, I was coming in there once a week to teach them about photography because for me, art exists anywhere. Yes. Photography sort of has the lowest barrier of entry you can go to your local drugstore walmart and buy a disposable camera and you're in you're in the game that quick it doesn't have to be a twenty thousand dollar red camera and with having an iphone it the joke is for photographers that everybody's a photographer now but that's actually better like i prefer i want to see what you're seeing we can take the exact same picture with the mm -hmm. exact same equipment and get different results mm -hmm. Because my, you know, perspective or angle or whatever is going to be different. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think cultivating that creativity too is, is so important, whether it's for therapeutic purposes or it's hobby or it's talent or a, a combination of all those things. I think, you know, Dred, you hit the nail on the head is that jobs are so different these days. Like even when I went to college, like yeah. I had one PR class. Right. Social media wasn't a thing. Do not right. do the math on how old that makes me. But like, <laughs> you know, we had Facebook when I was in college and that was it, you know? We didn't have and, Facebook when I was in college. <laughs> and to see, but like to see how things have evolved, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm really glad that, you know, I learned about trigonometry to really help my career. Yeah. I was going to say, it, it really, it really helps you doing what you're doing right now. <laughs> you know, it's like, but cool. You didn't teach me. I had a teacher in econ who taught me about IRAs and taxes. And I felt like I was already ahead of other people because at least right. I had some kind of like life skill. Right. And life right. Knowledge, but like, we have to go outside of the norm. Definitely want to yes. check out that book. End of, end of average. I think that sounds fascinating. And that's our culture is so bespoke and different. And there's so Put many the Amazon link right awesome. here. We might get an affiliate. Click on bio. <laughs> purchase. Add straight to cart. There you go. Thank you, Amazon Prime. <laughs> no, it, it, it's great. Like it, this stuff is so important. And, you know, Justin, you surrounded yourself because you said, you know, you're doing art, you're, you're doing photography, you're doing woodwork, um, you had friends in bands, you were into BMX, you were always around people that had a similar sort of thought process. It's not um, as it's not as assimilated as you would think, though. So like, mm -hmm. I'm from a smaller suburb in Cleveland, where like, I was the weird Shaker kid. Heights near next door. See, look at that. Oh, see, so, see, see, you don't, you don't know about my geography skills, Gabby. You think I don't know? I, I know lots of stuff. So when I, I was growing up, lots of things. <laughs> when I was growing up, I was the kid that was wearing like Jordans and Levi's and Stussy shirts to school that I still have in my closet, much to my wife's chagrin. And <laughs> like kids were like, yo, you dress so weird. But every year when they do best dress, like I'm on this list because I look right. different than all these kids in their Abercrombie and Polo and everything else. <laughs> So Shout it's out like, to Abercrombie. <laughs> bro, there's an Abercrombie store. I did because I mean we all wore an Abercrombie thing. They once. just closed the store at the mall that I can see out my front door that every kid that I know growing up bought their entire wardrobe from, and I was like, "Why are you buying that?" I mean, I used to work at Abercrombie. I was like, I mean, you know, it's, it's a topless dude, know. I mean, right there. <laughs> I 
feel bad for whatever scared. business is going in in that space because you know that cologne scent is going to be oh. lingering for whoever. I think there it, next. I honestly think it's like a massage parlor now, so it probably fits the vibe. So you, the, 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 the funny thing about Abercrombie is, as Justin probably knows, because I'm assuming Justin, we're around the same age. I'm 43, so we're probably close in age. You are one year older than me, pal. Okay. So Abercrombie went through a very much a transition and a shift, right? When I was working there was before it got heavy on the cologne and the naked. It was just starting to transition. Because remember, Abercrombie and Fish before that was like a very outdoorsy, like a different vibe. Yeah, very different vibe. I swear on everything. I might have owned one Abercrombie shirt somebody bought me as a gift. And you're like, I hate this shit. (laughs) I'm going to shout my mom out here, which I hardly (laughs) ever do. I was very blessed that my mom was a manager at Saks. So when I was growing up. You got got the hot shit. Bro, we were kitted. And so my family comes from like a sporting goods manufacturing background. So all of my dad's accounts, also Jordan, also Nike. You had so all the fresh gear. Yeah, they were like super fresh, cleaning that didn't even know it. You were flossing. Right, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like it was all I had were like I was going to bring out really old crappy shoes for this, but I didn't want to dig in the closet. I have like my original Air Max 95s are sitting in the closet. Love it, love it, so love it. I brought a newer pair for that section of this. But what I'm saying is. <laughs> All these kids were like, yo, why are you wearing that? And meanwhile, my dad. Like, why aren't why aren't you wearing this? <laughs> my dad's best friend was the national sales manager, a starter, and we used to go to the factory in Connecticut, and I would come home with every jacket and sell them to the kids at school. So that's literally how that's this That's where the hustle started. That's kind of where that started at. In seventh grade, the principal would be calling, going, You know, Justin's selling starter hats at school. And they'd be like, Is he breaking any rules? They're like, No, we just wanted you to know. He's like, like, We fine. know. We know. It's good. Who do you drove him? Justin, I want to go to the starter stuff. So did you also come back with like multiple starter jackets, like all the different Bro, kinds? I had. <laughs> so we come from the generation where you root for players and not teams. Yeah. I had every bull starter coat they made, zip up and pull over. I had the Packers. I had the Raiders. All so, I wanted so, to do so was my point. dress like I was in an NWA video, basically. So, so this is my point, right? So Justin, because of this dad's connections, because you know, like for starter, like it, in still the way it works now, all this stuff is regional. So if you live in New York, you're getting yep. mostly the New like York. Like Models is not about to have the Fire Raiders jacket. Exactly. Because yeah. you don't live in LA, right? But right. you would come in and be like, yo, Where'd you get that cheap shit? You're like, ah, don't worry about all that, my friend. <laughs> Bro, I would come in with like the the button-down short sleeve Oakland Athletics baseball jersey on. Like oh. it was and that so that pushed me into like the sportswear side of things yeah. for this because everything can't be, you know, like Powell Peralta tease all day long. <laughs> but like my dad, if he was here, he'd be cracking up. I used to still have all my starter jackets until yeah. My wife and I moved in together, and then she was like, "You got to get this shit out of here. Like, what are you doing?" I throw this shit out. I sold it to. I sold my Chicago Bulls starter coat to a friend of mine who's a pretty famous artist and DJ, Terry Urban, and he wore it out to a party that we used to do called "I Got Five on It." Put it down, and somebody nice. stole it. It was nice. gone the first night. Oh. It looked nice. It had been in my possession since I was twelve years old, and this man lost it in one. One Someone evening, literally put five on. <laughs> They're like, <"We> out. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Looney's, by the way. I got five yeah. on it. Um, you know, this is I, I'm loving the direction of this conversation. All right, man. So you're Where's out in LA. You, you, go to film, <laughs> you, you go to you, you go to film school. You're doing your yes. thing out there, but you're in, you're getting the music videos. What are some of the bands and artists you're you're doing work with? 
I don't really want to name drop stuff. Come like on. That. Nope. That's all no, we're here. No. That's why we're here. We're you just here. Gotta look up Universal Music Group. There might be one called the Good Charlotte that was in there. And yeah, of course we know Good Charlotte. Of course we know about um, Good Charlotte. It's about Good Charlotte. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know you know what it is. You know, who doesn't know? Shout out to the twins. But uh, yeah, I mean, I worked on a bunch of stuff for Guns N' Roses that never came out. And that sort of was like my burnout period on mm. it. Because it was like around the time of their first like reunion. And yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah, this is this is not for me. <laughs> no. And then so unfortunately in that like time area, my mom got sick. So I had to move back to Ohio because I have younger siblings. But mm-hmm. like it just was a weird time period too. like the time that I lived in L.A. was kind of like we were moving into like a lot of the Internet age for stuff. Mm. And it didn't necessarily feel the LA I moved to changed in the 18 months that I lived there yeah. into like a different place. Yeah. Like I remember coming home to visit and gas was a dollar 30 here. And you were like, people what the hell? Yeah. People were complaining it's high. And I'm like, yo, it's four bucks in LA. Right. <laughs> right. They're like, how do you pay for anything? I'm like, I eat subway twice a day and I sleep in the office <laughs> because it costs too much money to go home. So it was like that kind Back. of a vibe. Back. The subway affiliate link at the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no subway. No subway. <laughs> No, we're, we're not we're, letting we're, them get any cheat eat fresh. Nope. Eat fresh. We're not eating yoga mat material in our subway. Come no. on now. No, we're not. We're not doing that. No, no. but it, it's so interesting you say that because so much of this work and how things work out for people is about timing, right? So in many ways, you were maybe like 18 months, two years too early, right? Because Universal probably wasn't on that. Like clearly they weren't jumping on the internet. It's just like, no, we got to keep all this. We got to keep vinyl and, 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 and CDs. Like so the big battle that I faced when I was there was I got my job because so this ties into graphic design. It might give us a good segue. I got a job there because friends of mine had a band that were signed to Universal and they were dropping their own DVD and they couldn't get the titles right in the early like Adobe Premiere that they were using. So I handed all the titles in Photoshop and then batched them out and imported them into their video. Mm. And like Universal was like, who did this? They were like, get him. I, w- had, I didn't even graduate film school yet. Right. Like, like, I had we need him. Right. And the dude, one of the dudes I went to film school with wrote like the liar, uh, Bruce Almighty movie. Nice. Like with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. he went there, he had wrote that movie and he went there to learn how to like direct and stuff. Cause he wanted to control more of the movies. And he was like, right. how did you just get a job at Universal? And I showed him and he was like, how did you do that? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was like, you go on Photoshop and you do that. No, they didn't have a clue because the original Photoshop is really like getting a cool piece of like media, scanning right. it, yep. cutting out elements, mm-hmm. tracing that. Like yeah. I was doing all this stuff by hand yeah. that they didn't even know existed. Yeah. And every day was a battle. Like every conversation was a battle. Yeah. They were like, here, use this super old Apple Mac with Final like, Cut 1.0. Nope. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll just go home and do my job. Like I have a, a really nice dual monitor set up at home with Premiere. We're running, you know, like a, a 280 gigs of RAM. You know, like, what's RAM? What is RAM? By the way, shout out to Adobe Premiere. Click the link at the bottom. If Adobe wants to sponsor me, I am down with that. Yeah, all right? I need a discount on the creative. Thank you, as do I. So please, by all means, Adobe, we are we're fully willing, yeah. willing for that. No, this affiliated is, for that. I, I am loving this conversation, Gabby, just because it's like this is this is sort of the journey, right? Like you, you're you're, you're it's, you know, just you're you're one step ahead in many ways, and everything, right? You're you're early on the wave, early on the wave, and I imagine working in a place like Universal, which anybody who worked for a large corporation knows, you have to ask seventy five permissions to get a stapler, right? I mean, it's just that's how these places work, and when you're a creative, I, I don't have time for that shit, bro. Ask like for forgiveness, that's right, what ex- always, mm-hmm. yes. 
Much easier to ask for forgiveness. Expense checks. <laughs> for that expense and they'd be, like, they'd be like, yo, you rented a Suburban for two weeks and it needs a new transmission? I'd be like, yeah, 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 it's fine. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry, it's fine. Insurance. It's fine, don't worry, it's fine. It'll buff out. <laughs> It'll buff I mean, out. That's why a lot of these fields like have younger talent for that reason because you know they will work you and work you and work you yeah. because they know that you have the latest knowledge and technology. Wait, 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 wait. You, you have the drive and the hustle. See what I did there? Well, it's also, we also, people now with the younger generation, they just swapped a lot of that to paying for exposure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's like, hey, but we're going to tag you on Instagram. I, you can't believe I've shot for Nike. I've shot for Beats by Dre. You can't believe how many people are like, yo, can you do this photo shoot? And I'm sure this is the rate. And then they disappear. And I'm like, okay, like, does the rate not work? And they're like, oh, we were thinking like, we could give you like some clothes and like some. You're you know, like, I, I, I'm, I'm a little like, past well, that stage. I gotta pay the rent, my friend. My wife likes fancy stuff, guys. Like, this ain't gonna work. Yeah. And I like even <laughs> fancier stuff than her. You, you know, yeah, you're like, like. You looked at her while you said that too. By the way, you're like. She's glaring at me right now. You're, you're, you're also it's like, okay. I like fancy stuff too. So oh, I we. I mean, that. listen, I am the bougiest person ever. Look, here's yeah, the thing. I'm a bad bitch. Okay. <laughs> like, you don't. You don't get this way by liking basic stuff. Exactly. But here's the thing. It's like, oh no, I'm down with the free clothes and shoes in addition to T O O the money, right? I like, won't take any. Gerada's free ninety nine. If I had to, give I won't it, take like, anything. I won't take anything free in a work situation because then they think that supplants paying me. If they want to give me something after they pay me, we can talk about well, it. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. pay me I don't, and then give me free. But right. I don't even enter. I don't even entertain the idea. I'm just like, look, this is how much I want to get paid to do this. If I decide that I want to get paid less to do something, that's my decision. Well, that's yeah. the same thing that I do. I hire creatives all the time. Tell me your rate. Your rate's your rate. If I can mm -hmm. afford your rate right now, great. We'll We're going to work together. Mm -hmm. yeah. If I can't and I like your work, I'm going to bank that idea for later and see mm -hmm. how we can work together. I'm not going to ask you to take a discounted rate. If you offer it, we can discuss it. But I'm going to be like, you want 500 bucks an hour? I got 125. <laughs> like, think, yeah. like how, who, who does that help? Know your worth, people. No, this, yeah. this, this is and good stuff. And stick to it. Absolutely. That's it. Uh, so, you know, you, you talked about your dad and... Your Nike was his clients. You were the freshest kid, and you're in your. Uh, I didn't Cleveland say I was the freshest. No, no, no. Kid. You were. It's fine. No, 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 no. You were. It's fine. We, we, we cool with that. We cool with that. Oh, I don't need anybody popping up in YouTube comments. Like, <laughs> she wasn't that fresh. Y'all full of shit. They're um, trying to pull up an image of me one time where they got me out of pocket. No, the one Abercrombie shirt makes an appearance. What, Bro, um, I have pictures of my 21st birthday party, and unfortunately, I'm wearing an Abercrombie shirt in it. See, see, you never see, see those on Throwback I mean, Thursday. You can Photoshop. You can Photoshop. I mean, but I'll just own it at this point. When you talk to me about that first pair of Nikes or Jordans that you rolled into school with and people were like, all right, we already know Justin's weird or whatever. So that's probably what they were saying. Cause they didn't, but no, cause that's what they were saying. Cause kids are stupid. You, I know exactly what you You know what I mean? They were like, have, oh, he's weird. But what, what, what was that pair that like, they were like, what the? I have metallic black Jordan fives. Like, like a month or two before they came out because street dates weren't real back then. Right. I walked into school and everybody was like, what the hell is that? I'm like, they're Jordans. And they're like, yo, they're fake because Jordan 4s right. were out right then. And you're like, nah, I'm like, son. What are you talking about? I'm like, they're just not out yet. And everybody <laughs> called me a liar for like months. And then when they came out, they were like, you're, oh, never mind. You're like, yeah, see? See? I'm like, you guys are goops. But like, I've always gravitated. Air Max 95 is by far my favorite silhouette shoe. Love that. And I always gravitate. When that shoe first came out, I was like, dad, they're 160. And he was like, I'm not buying those. 
I'm like, just call somebody. Okay? <laughs> call someone. Like, make something like, shake. I didn't ask you to buy them for Yeah, me. I'm like, I didn't say money. I said finesse somebody. Like, make something <laughs> shake you. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he wouldn't do it because Jordans were like $100 then. Right, and like, right. I remember Air Max 95 was like the most expensive shoe they ever yeah. had. Yeah. And so I got my pair because my homie worked at Foot Locker. And like, I, I don't know how he made it happen. I just got my pair. Listen, they, it, they it, arrived in my size and I wore <laughs> them to death. Like the sole is falling off them. Like, you know how they have those little individual treads on there. There's like yeah. three missing. Mm-hmm. I might put them on tomorrow. I don't really even know. <laughs> it, was, it was a different time, man. Stuff. It was a different time. You said street dates yeah. didn't exist. That wasn't a thing. No, like, it wasn't a thing. You, you, could you got the, the hookup. You knew shoes. somebody. <laughs> yeah, you, that, that's how you got your stuff. Or you, you drove like six towns over because you knew no one buys these shoes over here. And you right, and you and you got so what luckily you needed. where we live. There's like ten, there used to be like ten malls, and so there's a really there was a really famous mall here called Randall Park Mall. It mm. used to be the biggest mall in the United States. They had like a Ferris wheel in the center of it. It was like from the 70s when like mall like big malls were a thing, and it also happened to be like in the most urban area. Mm-hmm. I always went there to get shoes because they always had the best shoes. Mm-hmm. I would get Air Force Ones out of there that nobody else had seen, like all white with a camo swoosh and the camo heel tab. Oh, People were like, what? They're like, what is this? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I got them at Randall. They're like, you went to Randall Mall? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I learned my lesson one time because our homie's car got stolen out of the parking lot when we went there. So, like, we just made sure that we went at the right time. Right, but, listen, like, listen, you, you, you listen. You, you, as you get older and you recognize what the game is, you do what you have to do to get what you need, right? Like, you take those updates like, during the daytime instead of that. I'm, I'm pretty sure you could Google when Cool Gray 11s came out. There was like riots in that mall for that shoe, and wow. thankfully, I never yeah. liked the Jordan 11, so right. I was not there for that. So, well, okay, so that's an interesting. interesting. So, okay. Jordan 11, not a favorite silhouette of yours. I'm Popular opinion, okay. No, no, no. I don't like Jordan 5s anymore as a grown okay. adult. I think okay. they make you look like a Japanimation cartoon kind of a little bit. Like, that's like exactly why I do like them. That, so, it but that's cool. Like I'm like Fat Man Code. That, yeah. that works for like when you wear like leggings or something and like a big baggy shirt and like that works. Sometimes <laughs> I wear real baggy friend. pants yeah. and then they look real funny. So for me growing up, yeah, my favorite Jordan was a 5. Mm-hmm. And that's like where I lived in Jordan's. I liked fours and I liked threes and I was okay. too young to really ever have ones that I recall. Cause I mm-hmm. think my dad was getting me like Cortez's as a little kid then type of thing. Yeah. But once Jordan sevens came out, mm. I didn't like them anymore. Cause they didn't have an air pocket in mm. my head. I was like, this shoe isn't, isn't as cool. And I've never really owned any Jordans after f- I had a pair of bread 11s. I had them for like a week. I'm like, this isn't for me. And like, other than that, I've never had a seven. I've never had an eight. I've never had a nine. Like none of that. I've never was into them. So you're you're you're, you're really Jordan old school. My absolute favorite, like everybody else. But I liked them way before. But they're everybody. just so good. Yeah. That's, Obviously. No, right. no, no. I, I love that. I, I love your. Like, you know, it's good because then you're really talking about somebody who. Nah, this is. I like what I like, and these and these are the reasons why. Versus. Oh no! This new hype pair of Elevens came out. You're like, that's fine. Elevens aren't for me. So you guys go nuts. Yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I've had. I've had one pair of bread 11 and I was like, nope. And like, so for me, I actually used to like fours more than I do now. Mm-hmm. So now for me, it's like, I one, love a four. So I'm a one in a three guy now. Threes are, I mean, threes are, that's my jam. When I was a kid. So I'm, I was a terrorist. When I was a kid, <laughs> I used to take the back tabs of my fours and cut them off because I didn't like how it would dig into my heel mm-hmm. or like into like my ankle. 
Mm-hmm. So like I, I was like, yeah, I don't like this. So like, as I got older, I was like, oh wait, that is really stupid. Why am I doing that? Yeah. But like still, like I can't wear Jordan fours with shorts because like right. if I have a shorter sock yeah. on, right? Yeah, yeah. It me nuts. Yeah, I don't. I'm so OCD with certain stuff like that. <laughs> and like my so my black cement threes, mm-hmm. like not the new ones, but like the old the ones. Original. Yeah. Yeah, like the tabs are falling off the back and I'm sad about it. And I'm in my head. I'm like, you dummy you used to pull these things off shoes when they were brand new. But I also was a kid that put brand new shoes on the day they came out and jumped in like a mud puddle or like messed them up because I was but like, that, that was I'm like, it's going to happen anyway. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's a different time. It's a different time. Yeah. It's a different time. No, that I, I, it's so funny, though. This is you're you're, you're really getting into right this the folks this is what this. Ex- with the nuances but what it's like when you're young growing up in this right versus like now you spend 300 dollars on like a pair of, you're like hell no i ain't going outside in the rain in these things like and you see the 15 year olds at sneaker con with like their parents behind them they got stacks of cash being like what you got for those mocha ones i got these threes i got this wheeling and dealing like they look at it almost like a possession versus like when you're right. a kid, I want to put on my sneakers. I want to run in them. I want to be yeah. so that's, in them. Yeah. That's my big gripe with sneaker culture right now is that, well, you, everyone can pay. You can pay for access. Mm-hmm. So I come from the, yeah. I used to ride with my friend's dad or my dad to Supreme in New York and stand outside all day mm-hmm. long to get stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have a website when I was getting stuff. Mm-hmm. I come from going to A-Life when Stali used to work there. That, mm-hmm. That's how I met him. And like knowing him and getting stuff that way because you weren't getting stuff that was cool if you didn't know somebody. Right. Some of the shoes that like I'm going to show you, you couldn't like some of these pairs you have to know somebody to get type of thing. Yep. But like now you can just buy them. Yep. Like you can just get on StockX and Klarna anything you want, wear it once. Like people get a shoe, wear it once, get that fit off on the gram, mm-hmm. sell it, make back most yeah. of their money. Mm-hmm. And like that's what the game is. That's not yeah. the game for me. That's never yeah. been the game to me. And like shoes, clothes are meant to be worn. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. If you treat things right, they'll last a long Correct. time. Correct. Correct. But also some people only got one pair of shoes. Like yeah. let them wear that one cool pair of shoes, beat them to death and get a new pair. Like mm-hmm. beat the shoe to death. I don't want that to sound like, <laughs> but like that's okay. I have way too many pairs of shoes. My wife will be screaming in the background right now. There's too Get much stuff. Yeah. And like some shoes, I was going to bring a shoe that really is like a pointless shoe, but means something personally to me. Oh, we like but that. Like, oh, we love that. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a bonus pair. But like <laughs> what I'm saying is like most shoes need to have a story to it. If it's just because it's cool, I don't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if it's. And that's part of the reason why Yeezys don't really get any play with me mm. because I don't want to wear the same shoe as a 12 year old kid and look like I'm an adult trying to look like a kid. Like it's a little, like I see dudes at the gym lifting in foam runners. I'm like, bro, put on a pair that of I workouts. What are yeah. you doing? I mean, I don't, yeah. Like no. you make no sense right now. That When you said that, Justin, about looking like a 12 year old kid, I mean, the Steve Buscemi thing. Hello, fellow yes. kids. <laughs> bro, my biggest fear, honestly, my biggest fear is that one day someone's going to be like, yo, why do we buy t-shirts this old guy makes? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, or like, yeah. why do we care about anything that is he's involved or whatever? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's everybody's fear at some age because eventually like Dapper Dan looks amazing right. and he's wearing all his creations. Right. And he kind of looks the same mm-hmm. in an elegated, uh, ele- elevated and elegant, like kind of way. Mm-hmm. But like, 
there are also people that you see like, oh, you just got some money and you went to the Amiri store and copped a whole fit and you look ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. You just don't, or like, oh, you got some money and you went to ALD and just were like, kit me out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like you gotta, I, I'm careful with what Supreme stuff I wear now yeah, because like yeah. sometimes you wear, I'll wear a Supreme thing to a restaurant and I get the worst service ever because the kid just wants to be my homie and talk to me about clothes and stuff. Like, no, bro, just go, <laughs> like, let's make this meal happen. Like, what are you doing? Like, we're just because you know about something I'm wearing doesn't all of a sudden make us like best friends. Bro, get that bolognese going. I don't got time for this conversation. <laughs> Justin, like, this please is- bring me my croissants. Like, what is happening? <laughs> Like this my wife great, does not man. want to hear you ask me about what my favorite Supreme silhouette is and why it was designed by Brendan and not designed by um, Tremaine. And I'm yeah, like, well, Tremaine yeah. has one y- piece. Your wife's like, like I-, I am leaving right now. This is this my wife's is- like, please don't buy me any hype gear. Like, I don't need any <laughs> hype gear. Please stop. But I think that's the thing, right? Is it's it's now we're in a culture where everything is expendable, it's disposable. You want it for the picture. Yeah. I think when Justin, when you and I first talked, you were like, everyone now doesn't even need to buy shit. They can go yep. in a fitting room and be like, yo, check out my haul. I'm at the Supreme. Yeah. Well, not at the Supreme Store because you don't do haul. But, but you know what it, I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, you yeah. can go anywhere. And I've tried like, a shirt on in the Supreme out. Store before. Oh. And I've been allowed to do that. And, and, I was going to say, I didn't think that was allowed, but. I did that. And then just picks if it didn't happen, and then they don't even buy it. Or to your point, like they'll buy it, try it on, resell it on any of the different platforms. Like I want those Gucci monogram pants so bad, but I am not spending eleven hundred dollars on pants. No, I need a. If there are any boosters in here right now, hit my link and just. Like if I can't get that pant on a finesse, there's no way. As as you all know, the finesse is the way Gerard likes to get all his gear. Listen. That's how rich people stay rich. You think they buy anything they have? Hell no. That shit gets given to them for free. Bro, it's That's all what I'm trying to do. Spawn con, like, get out of here. All right, Justin, this is dope, man. But guys, stay tuned because <laughs> coming up next is America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. You already heard Justin dropping some hints about what he's trying to show us. So stay tuned because I have a feeling what's coming up next is going to be stuff that's, like, important that means something for him. It's so all stay tuned. What's good, everybody? We are back. It's America's favorite segment. Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. Look, every time this segment comes on, I tell you guys, Chad and Adina, you got to check out Sneaker Galactus. Anybody with the name Sneaker Galactus, you know you're going to learn a lot about sneakers. This guy is an OG sneakerhead. And if you want to get that ultra, ultra rare pair, Chad will take planes, trains, and automobiles to get to whatever, boats, doesn't matter to get whatever you need. He's he's done it all before, so make sure you guys head over to anotherlane.com. Check that out. All right, Justin. Shoe and tell us just like it was in school. This is your show. You <laughs> show us what you got. Tell us why why you like it, and we'll go from there. I might have been cutting that day. <laughs> you might have. You might have. <laughs> okay, so my OCD is going to kick in in here a little bit, so I'm going to try to do things in an order that makes sense. All good. All right. Ooh. I like the sound effects. That's a serious stud. This is not a sound effect, you guys. That's real. Okay. So pair number one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is a Joe question. Yep, 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 yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. New Balance 992. 
Unfortunately, I missed the. Do I need to hold it up the whole time? I'll hold it up the whole. No, time. you hold it up while you're talking. Unfortunately, I missed the live release in February at NBA All Star because I had just got back from Vegas and likely had COVID before COVID was a thing and couldn't make it out there. But also, Joe is one of my closest friends in this industry. I met him in 2009 at Magic in Las Vegas, and we've been close ever since. So when these randomly showed up at my house one day, I have barely ever taken them off. I uh, just went to Vegas this past August for agenda for some meetings, and I wore them the whole time. Well, I should say project. Agenda is a nothing thing now. (laughs) So I want to give my boy some love right off the bat, even though obviously everybody is Team Joe right now. Mm -hmm. Got a new new balance that's dropping right now. So, you know. Love it. That's a comfortable shoe, too. It is a very comfortable shoe. shoe. I was not in New Balance, dude, whatsoever, and now I have New Balances. New Balance on the come up, man. You got to put it on your feet, and you're like, oh, shit, okay. We're New Balance people now. Like, I can bring one pair of shoes out of town. I don't care. Like, I bring a pair of gray, you know, 2002s and walk around Disney World for four days, and I don't care. And they are cool for some reason. Isn't that, like, weirdly liberating, right? Yeah, it's listen. In the old days, I packed two T-shirts and four pairs of shoes to go out of town, and now I pack like seventeen T-shirts. There's so much more room in the duffel bag. <laughs> I like having the option choice. Are there questions? Do we want to ask anything about this? No, shoes? you just you, you just keep. No, nope. I didn't know roll. how this works. You said show and tell. Yeah, you yeah you show and you tell. We just we just we just listen. I might ask. Shoe and tell. Shoe and tell. Oh yeah, I'm we sorry. soak it all in. Uh oh, I see something here. So if you're paying attention before, so if you're paying attention before, I mentioned Air Max 95, sure my did. favorite silhouette. I think these are a sticker price of 170 now. I believe the original MSRP, if we looked up, is maybe 125. This is about my tenth pair of this colorway. This colorway happens to have been, I think, worn twice now. This is from. The most recent release, I think in 2021 or something mm, like that. Mm-hmm. But I've had these with the patches, without the patches. I've had them where the neon doesn't quite match. This seems to be the truest one to the one that I had yeah. when it first released. Yeah. And I wish I had 10 pairs of them so that I could wear them every day. And that's we the recently, thing. They, they changed a little. They changed a little. They did. And we recently had a mishap with a pair of Air Max 90 infrareds where I tore the toe box. And thankfully, I had a backup pair. But now okay. I'm terrified to put these on. So these are going to go right back in the closet for this to be seen in five years. Uh, he, he said he said an issue with the toe box. You know what that made me think of, Gabby? Uncut gems. Mm-hmm. Uncut yep. gems. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. What is uncut gems? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the movie, but what is the toe box with uncut gems? It's just, you know, your, your toe box exploded. That wanted to throw in the uncut gems thing, whatever. It's, it's all, all, right, it all, all works. Right, all right, all right. <laughs> Any excuse to be like, uncut gems. <laughs> you know, he's got a new movie coming out with the Safdie brothers, and they said it's going to be just as intense. Mm, looking forward to it. Uncut gems. Yeah, well. My wife won't go to New York now because of uncut gems. Really? <laughs> it was too stressful of a movie if it's that loud. She can't do it. <laughs> My wife is from a small town, man. She's from like she grew up on a farm. Like, I was gonna say got, she knows it's really not like that in New York City. She knows that. I thought yeah, really no, what she's it's been like in New York City. Yeah, but ain't nobody. Kevin Garnett ain't running around Thirty Fifth Street like. But that's not no. That ain't that's not how that works. Nah, he's up on Forty Seventh. <laughs> All right, next pair. Oh, I'm a dunk guy. I love dunks. I love Air Force Ones. I like a nice low top. 
Because the one thing I don't like is when my pants cover my shoe and people can't like, listen, mm-hmm. you're only seeing this much of the shoe. What am I buying yeah, the whole right. shoe for? I might as well wear Birkenstocks. These were True. another pandemic pull up. I got them from my local skate shop. They, I happened to be like two blocks away from it and it's like 20 miles away. And they tweeted that they had them and me and my buddy pulled right up and got them. It was nice. a really cool experience. It felt like. Shout out to Westside Skates and Brian. It really felt like getting shoes that were on the shelf, kind of. Yeah. Even though when we got there, there was like eight people already in line because, you know, I'm sure people knew or whatever. But like, I thought about, you know, like I've never, I never had the Air Max Safari from Atmos. So I was Mm -hmm. like, this is as close as I'm getting to that shoe. And they're great. They're comfortable. SBs tend to be a little bit more comfortable than regular dunks. Mm -hmm. And these ain't no panda dunks. So, you know. <laughs> wearing these these get a lot of burn too though so these ain't no panda dunks i love it no i've never had a panda dunk never will mm-hmm. that too that too that too yep all the effects, today. All the effects today yeah I'm ne- all right i got another dunk here for you all right let's see what we got I'll just do this. the details on the dunk oh so this is the only this yep. is the only yep. Of off-white shoes that I have, I've never been blessed enough to ever hit on sneakers or anybody that loves me take See, care never, of me. Never, never. I've hit on sneakers on a lot of stuff, but this is the See? only See? off-white I ever See? hit on he, before. He, he said it. He's hit on, but not on this stuff. No. Yeah, that's, yeah. I hit on a lot. I, listen, I'm thankful. I hit on a lot of stuff. I hit on Ben and Jerry's SBs. Like I've oh. hit on stuff. I hit on the first fear of gods, like whatever those joints are. Those things have long gone out of my Anything life. Anything hype, because... I never hit on dread. Is that okay? I've definitely hit on stuff on sneakers, but I never hit on any of the Jordans. I never hit on any of the Air Force Ones. I'm always like this mm-hmm. close. I this I think these came in the time period right around when Virgil passed, or like a little yeah, bit like before, right before that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, you know, like I'm not I don't love them. But I like what they are. So to yeah. me, and what they stand for, yeah. yeah. So to me, this is a shoe to look at and appreciate and yep. understand. Like there's a lot of nuances to it. There's a lot of, I mean, listen, there's 50 different colorways. Not that many people have these shoes. I really never see people wearing them. Yeah. So like, and the whole packaging in the box, everything looks really cool. Like even the tissue paper looks cool. Like I, it's just a great piece. And I yes. wasn't like... I love going to Chicago. I go to Chicago to kick with the homies all the time. I've never been like a big off-white guy. Like I don't really buy too many other clothing brands. So for me, it's like a way to be involved with mm-hmm. something yep. that like is existing in the orbit around the things that I do. So Makes like I love that. I'm into it. But that like, was like an ASMR moment, by the way, with the tissue paper. I was like, Look at you, ASMR. Like my, my Look at you. Look at you, ASMR. Excited, you know? What are we even doing? <laughs> All right. So the last pair, you said bring 50 pairs? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely not. If, if, if this was up to me, I'd be like, bring all the pairs you want. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, girl, we don't have all night. I'm like, let me go pour another glass of wine. All right, let, let's see what we got here. <laughs> so this is the. Hold on, keep the drum roll. <laughs> Just get it ready. Oh come on, we got. Oh 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 oh. <laughs> Oh! So, see the back here? Mm, project, yep, yep. And the detail and the Hold on, there's more details. This is a pair yep, where yep. you got to kind of know somebody to get something. And then we'll go over the box after this. So, this is the Brooklyn Project's Nike Dunk SB Low. These came out so long ago, I've never worn them. 
I'm very blessed, fortunate. I don't like the word blessed. I'm very fortunate that when I started my clothing brand, Another Enemy, Dom from Brooklyn Projects was one of the first accounts that I didn't have a relationship with that reached out and wanted to carry the brand. Maybe a couple of weeks after his first shipment, Chris Brown was photographed in Us Weekly wearing one of my shirts with Tiana Taylor. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is insanity. <laughs> and he was always a big, supportive, big brother kind of figure in my life. And when these came out, I happened to be in Vegas for a trade show or something. We drove to LA to kick it for time after that. And I pulled up and he had a pair waiting for me. And the box has a message on the inside. So sometimes I'm known for getting stuff and not being into it and maybe letting it rip on eBay. Yep. Tag below. But I love that. There's, Dude. A, message. <laughs> there's a message on the inside. Listen. This, this is the cover for the entire episode right it's, here. It's very clear. <laughs> very clear. Do not, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like the tape detail on the box, the outside. I mean, yep. the whole thing is. Yeah. Is I mean, it's. So this is. This is a cool SB box. This is different than this box, but this is not pink yep, box that's SB. Tiffany blue versus no. the, the rainbow yep. color that actually is like the eBay colors. But Pink pink SB box was an era. I mean, I used to have. So when we started the clothing store, we didn't have a shoe account. And I would bring in all my shoes to like sell. And they're all like nines and nine and a half. So like really, I'm not servicing that big of a customer. <laughs> Very like, I remember I had T19 Royal Blue Dunk SB highs that I sold. And like, this is like, my yeah. shoes were beat and people were paying three, $400 because they never seen these things before. A buddy of mine used to work at SB when in like the early mid 2000s. And back then they had sample pairs and they would hook the homies up with them. And then they started yep. tracking barcodes. So mm-hmm. they like who was getting their stuff out there. But I mean, I had all the pus head dunks. I had all the haze. I had everything. Heineken dunks. I had all that stuff. Mm. I had all the like original Supreme SBs. And over time, you know, like I listen, I own my own business. And if the checks are low, then the shoes got to go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. Justin, man, th- th- this has been incredible. Just a convo about just y- your journey Education. Shout out to your wife who's reading that book about it right now. Um, now she's off the sh- Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's mad at me for saying that. And, and, and then the, 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 the shoe, shoe and tell was great. Tell the people where they can find you, find your work, find another enemy. So you can find me at Justin Hustle on all available social networks, I believe. Definitely on Instagram and Twitter. Not a big Facebook guy. I loathe even having to get on that website to do any work. <laughs> um, and as far as brands go, so another enemy is the same thing, Instagram, Twitter. I also have another brand called The Breaks. So it's The Breaks on Instagram and The Breaks 1980 on Twitter and Facebook. For a second, I'm going to plug The Breaks. So this week on Monday for World Mental Health Day, The Breaks did a collection to... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm raise money and donate to the Jed Foundation in partnership with Mental Sesh, which is Liz Beecroft's. Shout out uh, to the homie Liz Beecroft. Yep. So we have a collection that's on there for the next couple of weeks. A percentage of sale, excuse me, a portion of sales will be donated from that. So that's live right now. People can go on there and support that. And for me, honestly, support is as simple as like liking something, sharing something. It doesn't necessarily have to be dollars. In today's day and age, Facebook wants me to spend $15,000 a month on advertising for people that already like my stuff to see it. So 
to share things literally has a value equated yeah. to it 100%. versus you don't always have to buy stuff. Like, listen, breaks tea start at $48. Maybe that's too expensive for you. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, like the page and hang around. Maybe something will go on sale. Right, right. That's awesome, man. I, I, I'm loving what you're doing. Much success to you. Um, hopefully one of these days we can meet up IRL, as Gabby likes to say. I don't know, bro. <laughs> well, it's funny. We're we're very similar. I'm like, Gabby, I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, what? You want to meet where? I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, I'm like, I need to do. I need to go where for what? Like, what's the check look like? Although you're in Vegas a lot, so that might have to be the meeting Well, so this could be a good time to ask the viewers: Should my wife and I relocate to Vegas? We're on the fence. Well, Gabby's going to say yes. We're going to offline about that, but. Gabby's voting yes. Uh, but folks, Have you voted yes, Jared? 